Welcome to Already Enough with Kelly Backert. This program is about realizing that you are already enough and nothing outside of yourself can fix you because you aren't broken. This program will help give you the tools to let go of old ideas about life and step into a new way of living. You will hear from experts, be given helpful tools and tips, and much more. Now here's your host, Kelly Backert. Hi, everybody. I'm personal trainer and health coach, Kelly Backert. Welcome to my show, Already Enough. On today's show, Master Life Coach Stacey. Andy and I are going to be going really big into discussing relationships. So we all have relationships that challenge us and it's helpful, I think, to get support in these areas and really maybe start to see things differently or maybe even, I think, take a different perspective on them. So maybe things don't have to change necessarily, but maybe we change and we change our perceptions of some things. On today's show, we're going to try to discuss a lot of different things and it may be helpful that if for example if um, Stacey and I are talking about a topic and it has to do with a child or a spouse but the relationship that's really challenging you or struggling you right now is your boss at work let's say then you can just still take these tools and kind of interchange them into that relationship. So these tools that we're going to be giving you and these helpful tips and some of these things, I think they can be interchangeable. Well, I know they can. I shouldn't say think. I know they can be interchangeable with whatever relationship that you might be struggling with right now. So as I bring Stacy onto the show, maybe you can start to just settle in or maybe just think about the relationship that is challenging you the most right now. And maybe there are several that come to mind. And maybe um, as we talk, other ones will come up. So I just like that you could kind of just bring that to the forefront of your mind so that when we start to discuss it, it can be something that you're um, you're thinking about. So I'm going to go ahead and bring Stacy onto the show. Stacy, are you there? I am. Thank you for having me today, Kelly. Oh, yeah. Thanks for being on the show. So I'm so excited about this topic. I know you are, too. So... Stacy and I, as we work with clients, I mean, that's all we're talking about all the time is our different relationships, whether it be with ourselves or um, the, our clients and their own selves or the people that they have in their and their life. So this is going to be fun today. I think the first thing I kind of wanted to discuss and I wanted to ask you about, Stacey, is this idea of, so I feel like this happens with me too, but I think it happens to a lot of people, isn't we get into like these habits or these things in relationships. So so here's an example. Like we're in a relationship with a person and they're like really pushing your buttons or something. But we're fe- I feel like sometimes we're having the same argument. I mean, this can go on for years, right? The same argument that we always have. We're saying the same things, we're reacting in the same ways. And sometimes it really doesn't even have to be this big blowout. Like I don't have to be like, I don't have to have this huge screaming match with you. Sometimes it's just um, whether it's a boss or a spouse or a child, there's just like this underlying thing that creates tension, maybe hurt feelings. Maybe we're angry about it, but we don't, like I said, maybe we don't have a big blowout about it. Maybe we hold on to that and there's just this underlying feeling of resentment or feeling of discontent or feeling of sadness or anger and but we're almost like so caught up in that that's what our relationship does. It's hard, I feel like, to break. I said habits, but maybe it's hard to just break like that pattern or that same, like you do this to me, I say this to you, 
and we've been doing this whole interaction back and forth for four years. Does that make oh, sense? Absolutely. So yes. I don't, what would you <laughs> on, say to on that? On a personal level and with my clients, absolutely. <laughs> I know, me too. So, so what do you say? As soon as you said that, yeah. So at first, the first thing I thought about, well, first of all, I had this exact situation happen with somebody very close to me where I said, we're having the same argument over and over and over again and nothing actually is getting resolved and so what I realized and this is hard because when we're in relationship it brings up all our stuff right all like exactly what you're talking about in the introduction to the show about being an inside job I think relationships can be a vehicle for healing, for us to work through patterns that don't serve us any longer. However, we typically bring the patterns, the behaviors, the communication styles that we saw modeled to us or modeled with us when we were younger. So even if we are like, I never want to do that or be that, a lot of times we do create that because we haven't seen other things. And what I find when when it's over and over and over again, we haven't really gotten to the heart of the matter, right? I can Mm -hmm. use an example. I remember one time my first husband and I, we were having a battle royale over a pan in the (laughs) sink. And (laughs) (laughs) I am not cleaning it. Like like, (laughs) my coworkers were like, Every day they wanted an update about what happened to the pot and the thing because it was going on and on and on. And what I realized, and I was young at the time, I, you know, we were making it about the pot or, you know, you're making it about what somebody's wearing or what they said and what is actually really going on. And mm-hmm. for me, I didn't know it at the time, but, you know, again, hindsight is a beautiful thing, realizing about feeling appreciated in the relationship, right? And and feeling um, valued and respected and that I could voice a need or a desire. I think so often, at least for me, I have bit my tongue. I have kept things in where I haven't been really clear and really honest about what I need. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that... So I think it's interesting, Stacey, I think it's interesting that, so it's kind of like that idea that I'm really angry about this, but I'm over here and I'm going to like kick the dog or I'm going to kick that chair or I'm going to make it about something like you made it about the pan or the pot in, but really it was about you not feeling appreciated. But what I would ask you in that situation is, When I'm in that heat, when I'm in that, I'm so angry, I'm so resentful, I'm so, how do I take a step back and realize in the heat about the pan that it's not about the pan? Like, I feel like I am at a place in my life that I'm really, really good at that. Like, and I feel like you are too. But I think a lot of people are in that beginning. I think a lot of people are in the beginning stages of kind of like self-awareness. And when you're first delving into a relationship or there's you're you're looking at 
the problem in the relationship, whether it be you feel like your boss at work is being mean to you and treating you unfairly about something or your child is acting out and and they're acting like a spoiled brat or whether it be like your spouse, like you said, um, they're, they're throwing their things all over the floor. You're not really mad about the mess. You're really mad about the disrespectfulness of the, of the, or whatever. I mean, it could be a number of things, right? So I guess my question for you is since oftentimes it's not about what we think it's about, like we don't, it's not, it was never about that pan. Okay, get serious, right? Absolutely. I mean, that's ridiculous. Totally. You weren't making that big of a deal out of a pan. I mean, but it's never about exactly. that. We can step back. Like the people that are listening right now to this show, if they're thinking about the issues that they're dealing with, whatever relationship issues that they're dealing with, oftentimes it's not about what they might see on the surface or they think that it's about. So what I would ask of you is how do I go I take my surface concern, the pot or the pan, how do I take it to that next level so I can really, because I can't get to the heart of the problem until I realize actually what is it that's bothering me. Yeah. So how? So what, sometimes I think when we're angry in that moment, we that is probably not the time where we're going to be able to have that deep reflection. I found when I started this process, it was after, right? So if I had the argument then after I was able to be angry, which for a long time, I didn't even allow myself to be angry. And so that's kind of another little side thread. However, then I could say to myself, okay, Stace, what is this really about for you? And you have to be able to be willing to ask that kind of question of yourself and sit with whatever comes forward. Sometimes you get an answer right away. Sometimes it takes a couple of days for me to say, oh, I get it. This is really about wanting to be heard or wanting to have a voice. Or And, and what I have found, Kelly, and you and I have talked now numerous times on your show, is that whatever's coming forward in relationship is probably something that you have been experiencing in some level, some other place, right? So relationships are mm-hmm. vehicles for us to practice, to have this self-awareness, to learn about our own limiting beliefs, all of it. And mm-hmm. the people closest to us, I think, are the ones that can push all of the buttons to get to that place where am I willing to stop and really sit and ask, like, what is this really about for me? If, if it's not about the pan, what else could it be? Have I, Getting it, does curious. this familiar, this argument, right? Familiar, like an argument I've had with my mom when I was younger, or an argument I had at work or something else, because I have a feeling that it is related to something else. Mm-hmm. And again, it's coming up for us to do something different with. Well, and it keeps showing up for me. So when I, um, I know for me, the same issue, the same issue that I was dealing with, it kept showing up for me, but it it was like showing up through all these different vehicles. It would show up through a friendship Mm -hmm. and that would have that struggle. Then it would show up with a boss. I remember I had a college instructor one time. I literally had to leave the class in tears. And I was like, what was that about? No one was having this visceral reaction to this woman. But I was because it triggered Mm -hmm. something in me that was in relation to something I was struggling with with my mom. So it's just, 
I and I realized that after the fact, but I had to come to a place where I wasn't coming at her in a defensive way. So I deal with a lot of because my ex-husband and I share children together we are in a constant relationship, right? That's a long-term relationship for me because we share these two beautiful children. But we can get into some heated things. And so I always know and what I've learned is if if I don't give myself that kind of that 24-hour rule where it gets really it gets really heated and then I have to take a step back because if I react in that minute, it, this isn't going to go well, right? And I'm coming from a defensive place and then he's coming from a defensive place and we're getting nowhere. And this serves nobody. Not only does it not serve us, but it's not doing anything for for the kids, right? So we got we have I have to remind yeah. myself to take a step back. And it, so I feel like if you can approach the situation differently, whatever that is, like maybe you're struggling um with with your boss at work. If you're always coming in to their office with a def- like your defenses are up and you're and you're in this like you're coming at them like oh, I'm going to get this and I'm going to get what I want and even with that pot and pan scenario you're coming at your your now ex-husband in a space where you're like gosh you're going to you know what I mean when you're in that anger when you're in that that's Absolutely. fine to feel anger but you when you come at it like nothing can be solved what is it with the same thinking that got you there in the first place doesn't isn't that like some there's a so right. there's someone that says that yep. the what caused the thinking that caused the issue or the this this problem that I'm having, we will not be able to solve that with the same way of thinking that got us there. So we're going to have to make that shift. We're going to have to change our perspective so that we can navigate the problem. If you really want to solve it. Now, a lot of people don't want to solve their stuff. They yeah. like to stay the victim. They like to stay in it. That feels more comfortable. To yeah. me. We've all heard those stories about the, the you know, the woman call. There's domestic violence in a home and the woman calls and then the, the police arrive and she's like, no, 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 no. Don't take him. Blah, blah, blah. He's wonderful. Da, 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 da. Right. So we all hear those because that is what's comfortable. So that's another thing we have to ask ourselves. Do we really, I mean, I know you've dealt with this with your coaching clients and and I have dealt with it with my clients as well, where I will offer up a solution. Well, maybe you could do this. And they're just kind of staring at me like, well, I really didn't want a solution. (laughs) Like, thanks a lot though. So you have to be willing, you have to have a really, I think, deep, you have to ask yourself the question in relationship, do I have a deep rooted desire to actually change this and if the answer is absolutely then I think when you come from that place the universe will respond because you're so open to seeing a new perspective to doing it differently to taking the 24 hours before you answer to coming into the situation with less defensiveness to ask yourself hey what can I learn from this or what's my side of the fence or what, um, what is this really about? Since it's really not about the pot or the pan or this oftentimes with my ex-husband, we, we make it about the kids, but then we start to giggle and we'll come back together and we'll be like, Oh, that really has to do with the fact that 10 years ago, (laughs) seriously, 10 years ago, remember when you said that thing to me, or he'll be like, remember when you did this and we start to giggle because we're like, boy, Mm -hmm. We were something that was unhealed was still rising up for us, and we were making it about the pot or pan, about the kids, or something like no. that. Sorry, I'm kind of rambling about this, but my point is, is no, I think once you have that desire, spot on. yeah, 
And what I hear, what I hear, which is a really good point, I think, to make for all of us listeners and you and myself, is this idea that I think a lot of us learned how to argue or, you know, be in an argument with somebody where there's a winner and a loser. Yes. And this component of, in, I'm right, somebody's right and somebody's wrong. And mm-hmm. what I hear you saying is anytime you're in that energy space where I have to be right and so that means you have to be wrong, that doesn't work typically to solve any problem. And you're spot on with that Albert Einstein quote about, you know, we can't solve it in the same energy in which it was created. And so I think we, we have to be willing to shift. I said this to a client one time, and actually I've said it multiple times. I'm like, what if you and this other person are both right? How mm. could that actually be true? Where mm. your ex-husband or my ex-husband's perspective is equally valid as much as mine is. Now, we might not agree with it. This is not like you have to agree with things. This is that wherever they're coming from, whatever they're bringing, again, they, they're using their own perspective of the world, their experiences, all the things, and they're bringing that to that moment. We take everything so personally, right? This is why our loved ones, I always say working with your family or people that can press your, your buttons is like the PhD level of, of self-development and work because they can absolutely get in there and start pressing our buttons. And then immediately, we, again, we're humans, we're taking things personally and we escalate things based on energy or whatever that is when that's not really what is at the heart of, you know, two people with different perspectives. Of course, we're going to have conflict in relationship because no one other person on the planet is the exact carbon copy of who we are. And it's actually really, really good when you think about the fact that people do have different perspectives. People do have, right, you know, there is conflict to kind of mix things up. Now, I'm not talking about abuse or other things. In that instance, obviously, that needs to be attended to differently. I'm talking about things where, again, we're arguing over pots and pans Uh and, and other things like that. Yeah, let me, um, we're going to take a, a quick break and then we're going to come back and continue our um, our talk about the relationships. Love it. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Kelly Backer offers one-on-one life and health coaching and personal training by phone, over Skype, and in person. Visit corebootcamps.com to find out more about Kelly and these programs. No matter your age, gender, fitness level, or goals, Kelly and her team of certified trainers are here to ensure that you become the best version of you. They can even come to your home or work, and group weight loss programs and classes are also available. Find us on the web at corebootcamps.com. That's K-O-R-E bootcamps.com. 
If you're in Baltimore or Hartford County, Maryland, you can check out the Core Boot Camp Studio and take advantage of our fitness classes. Led by Kelly Backer and her team of fitness professionals, we offer on-site weight loss programs, challenges, and classes, including spin, sculpt, strength, yoga, and the popular full boot camp. If you're a fitness beginner or at a top level, we already have a class that fits your style. For more information, visit corebootcamps.com or call us in Maryland at 443-640-5274. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Already Enough with Kelly Backer. To reach the show today, you may call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feel free to also send an email to kellysbootcamps at gmail.com. Let's get back to Already Enough. Welcome back, everybody. I am here with Master Life Coach Stacey Anden, and we are discussing relationships. So, Stacey, um, we kind of left off talking gosh we talked about a lot of things but what what else were you kind of just thinking about as we kind of like I know I kind of jumped us out of there real quick no I loved it it's been no problem and and so one of the other things I was thinking Kelly as you were sharing around when you said you offered a client a a possible solution and they were like well no wait a second I don't actually want to solve this I I only Mm -hmm ask myself and I would ask a client is how's it working for you? If you're having the same argument to your point about like what makes us decide to change, right? I, I have had the same argument before with my current husband. And finally I get to a point where I'm like, we are having the same, same thing over and over again. Wait a second, time out. I need to do something different because we can't change anybody else. So many times mm-hmm. the client will come to you or to me, right? And they want us to fix or they will say if he only did this or she only Mm -hmm. did that but we can't control what anybody else does we can only control what we do and what I have found and this is a secret so now everybody that's listening will be in on the secret when Mm -hmm. we change our own relationship with whatever this is we ask the questions we're willing to be vulnerable we're willing to to really say what's going on here for me when we make those kinds of changes, all of a sudden people will come back to me all the time and say, oh my gosh, my husband is different or my wife is different or my son or my daughter or my boss. All of a sudden, whatever the problem was is so different mm-hmm. and nothing that that other person did actually, they didn't actually change. But this No, you did. You shifted. Worked. Yeah, yes. you shifted. You changed yes. your perception. It isn't what's going on. Is this a hundred percent true? And gosh dang, I can just I can feel people saying this is like because you're right. People mm-hmm. want to say, okay, well, how do I change my husband because he's just a big you know jerk? Or how do I change yeah. my boss at work because he's treating me this and this and this? And why should I have to? Do, this is another pushback. 
why should I have to do the work to, to yes. so that for this relationship? Because it's them being the jerk and I'm not. Well, first of all, because you want happiness, because you want contentment, because you want peace. Yes. That's why. Because you want to feel better. Yes. They, and you act, I think people kind of assume like, well, I want, um, you're asking me to change and me to do work. What about them? Why why, why doesn't my husband have to do anything? Yeah. He's a, he's the one that's doing all this. He's the one that's criticizing me all the time. He's yeah. the one. You know what I mean? They, they want to make it. You have to settle in and that. You have to take a second and you have to take a breath and you have to say, because I don't want to do this anymore. That's why. I'm yeah. going to heal myself and change my perception and be willing to see things differently and be willing to do some things differently because I want peace in my own heart. Whether or not that person changes is irrelevant to me. I think it's it's a shift within you. And sometimes that leads like both of you and I know this for truth. And I'm not suggesting that this is the truth for everybody. But as we started to make those shifts, that relationship with our spouse no longer served us. So both of us left, right? You got a divorce. I've been Mm -hmm. divorced. So sometimes that's the case, right? And that's, to me, and to me, that's a completely acceptable, that's what happened. We grew apart and we have all these other things that went on, I'm sure. But you know what I'm saying? So sometimes that's it. Maybe sometimes it is that you, that you, you have to leave the job or you have to end the friendship it can be that way and Mm -hmm. other times Mm -hmm. and other times it doesn't need to be that way sometimes it's just a small subtle shift we just make a change um we have open communication with that person maybe the only thing that we really need to do is get clear on what's really upsetting with us come to that person and share that with them and then maybe they would be willing when you're coming at something in a different way instead of angry and defensive if I come to my boss or I come to my spouse or I come to um, my child and I come to them in a little bit more vulnerable place saying you know like I've come to my daughter a couple of times because I've said a couple of things that I didn't I shouldn't have and I'll say I just wanted to say to you Gabby uh, like a week ago I said this and I wanted to tell you that mom's really sorry and that this is what I meant from it and this is how I was feeling at the time. And then all of a sudden, she'll say, you know, whatever, like, that's okay, or yes, that did make me feel bad, or I don't even remember that, mom. <laughs> whatever, right? But I think when I was able to come from that place or shift it, then our relationship shifted. Now, that doesn't always happen, but I'm just kind of throwing a couple of things out there. Like I talked about, sometimes a relationship has to end or a relationship has to shift and change. And then sometimes if we can get more vulnerable and we can come at it from a different a different way or a different avenue, um, things will just shift. Things will change. I totally agree. And it's interesting. We all probably know somebody who's had the same relationship challenge, whatever you want to call it, show up with different people, right? So they think, oh, I'll leave. To your point, sometimes leaving is is to me the best answer. But if we leave before we actually lean in, a lot of us, Mm -hmm. I know, especially with relationships, and this is my own experience, it's uncomfortable to to be vulnerable. It's uncomfortable to speak a truth. And we have also been taught, I think, in the world to be nice. 
oh, it wouldn't be nice if I told that person, you know, I really didn't want to do that or I really didn't like how, you know, that made me feel or whatever the case may be. So we kind of keep that close to the vest. And then let's say we say, okay, well, it's the person, right? If we say, oh, it's this is this person and then we leave and then we go on to a new relationship or so it could, again, it could be at work. It doesn't have to be somebody we're, we're in intimate relationship with. And we see that pattern show up again, because again, it's not for the other person so much right now as it's for us. What is here for us to work through, to practice conflict is and communication to me are like lifelong practices for all of all of us humans on the planet, and then you throw in the thread of vulnerability. And um, again, that does not come naturally. Our, our natural defenses want to come up and say, I don't feel safe. And, and I think mm-hmm. that's another question, Kelly, when you say, how can I do it differently, is asking, how invested am I in this relationship? Obviously, with your daughter, you definitely are. And so do I feel safe to share and be open? Sometimes the answer is no. And, and mm-hmm. sometimes, it, well, I feel like the ones I'm really nurturing, I want the answer to be yes, even when I don't know what the outcome will be. Will they be angry? Will they uh, accept my apology right away? Will they not even remember what I'm talking about? We get really, really concerned about how the other person is going to react. I agree. And so today, um, one of my one of my clients was talking to me, and she asked me to bring this up on the show and to ask you about it. So that's what I want to do. And it kind of goes along these lines and I'm going to offer up something and then I'd like um, to get your, um, your perspective on it as well. So she has two young daughters and one is um, extremely bright, extremely athletic, um, has all these things that um, very easy, like a, a kind of like an easier child, right? Um, doesn't take a lot of, mm-hmm. of their time and energy. You know, she goes to sleep on time. She, you know, she takes care of the things that she does. She's very responsible, even as a young as, as a young child. And then they have um, another daughter who um, has some difficulties, learning difficulties, attention difficulties. I think that she's on medicine now for it. Um, she's struggled a lot. She's been um, a struggle for um, her and her husband. And the one, what they're struggling with and where the struggle lies is all of the attention goes to the one child that's having all the struggles. And I think even to the point where uh, the other daughter is kind of like, hey, what about me? Why are you spending all of this t- attention on on her? You know, and I'm not getting a lot of attention. So it's interesting because so what I would say, and then I'm going to, I want to ask you what you would say is I think it's, first of all, taking a moment. Um, this, I feel like this is an opportunity for my client to kind of take a breath and there may be some things that are coming up for her just as the parent that are triggering some things that are just things for for her. Like, you know what I mean? Like a lot of guilt kind of goes into sometimes being parents. Yeah. Like the guilt. So there's some things going on and then, and then I think what we don't understand about kids and I kind of brought it up just a second ago when I was talking about my daughter, but why don't we just be honest? This is what I, so what I would say to do is to go to mm-hmm. the other daughter and say, 
mommy and daddy are are sorry that a lot of attention goes to you know um, goes to this other daughter, but um, she struggles a lot with with certain things. I don't know if you've you've noticed, but she struggles in these areas. And mommy and daddy, um, it causes us a lot of worry. And so sometimes I just want to say that um, we don't mean to ignore you. We think you're beautiful and wonderful, just like we see we we see all of the wonderful things that you do. But sometimes it does take a lot of mommy and daddy's energy, and so we just wanted you to make aware that we we love you. You mean so much to us. Um, but sometimes I think, don't you think? Like just maybe just a clear conversation, just maybe like because the thing about it is is that that although that that the other one is kind of on medicine and some things are and things seem to be getting better, I don't think. There will always, it seems like they might be, and, and the other one will have her own struggles too. But if it's if the person, if she's feeling that way, maybe it's just an opportunity to just be like, just to bring it out in the open, just to be kind of, I just think it would be nice to just be honest. Uh, yes, I think honesty, I think parents are not as honest. And, and you know, I was a teacher for almost 10 years in middle school. So I saw that firsthand, right? There's so much um, of not clarity or not, you know, again, transparency at, at an appropriate level with children. So I absolutely agree with that. I also think, too, Kelly, that, again, we tend to, and this is all of us, right? We tend to label people, this is the good one or the easy one, this is the harder one, right? Mm-hmm. Like, can we challenge ourselves as parents or, you know, just, Again, people interacting with other people, not to 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 be present with each other in ways that um, kind of almost go beyond just whatever it is we're doing in the world, right? Whether I get straight A's or I don't get straight A's, like creating a really meaningful relationship, it's not going to be the same. No two people or no whatever are going to have the same relationship. But I also think it's the one daughter is saying, hey, I'm not feeling like, how do we honor really creating then a meaningful relationship? It doesn't mean that we have to be equal time, but maybe there's also some information in there just around presence, right? Being mm-hmm. really present and showing up and really um, listening I don't think we listen to children and this is, and again, I am not a parent. However, I have helped raise children in being the oldest um, of five and I've worked with yes, you are. in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> that um, I yes. feel like we don't listen <laughs> as adults, right? We think we know better and we, so we're telling kids. And I think if, to your point, this is about having that honest conversation, to just open a conversation and really hear, instead of assume we, we know what they're going to say to us, really listen and then ask, like, what would be the, what, how can I support you? What is it that you need, right? I think so mm-hmm. often we try to manage our kids and the outcomes and getting attached. I mean, I know so many, I just look at the kind of soccer culture, right. And how that has evolved Mm -hmm. in this country and so much attachment to what child is on what team and how well they're doing. Mm -hmm. I'm like, we've forgotten about having fun and being on a team and exercising, right? Like all these other beautiful benefits, it's become very attachment like oriented. And so I think every child really wants to know 
that they belong, right? That there's a belonging, Mm -hmm. that they're loved, they're seen for who they are, and not just a part of who they are, but really the messier parts, the the pretty part, right? Like all of it, just like any human wants. So I don't know if that helps. Kelly, but that's kind of where I'm coming from with that question. No, and I think that sometimes our kids, what our kids are going through brings up a lot of our own stuff. So we have to be careful because Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we, well, I think most times, I shouldn't say that, but I'm going to, because I just, I just feel like it's triggering something in us. It has nothing to do with them. And like you said, we have a judgment and a perspective that this so because the world is telling us that because the grades and the sports and all this stuff are important, we believe in that. Mm-hmm. I honestly think that at some point the the other daughter or whatever, quote unquote, will feel, may feel some struggles and feel some pain because none of those things, it's just like the show, you're already enough, right? Nothing on the outside mm-hmm. fixes your insides. So irregardless of what yeah. grades I get or what... Uh, how great I am at that sport or how, um, you know, d- doesn't mean that my life's necessarily going to be easier. I know from the outside perspective, yeah. it looks better. Um, so that might be, I'm challenging that today a little bit to, um, to her as my client is a, is a little bit of a challenge of, Hey, maybe you never know. You never know like what's going to happen um, as we go through this life. There's ups and downs for everybody. So the person, the the one daughter who's struggling more right now, that doesn't mean that the hands can't flip because it doesn't, because none of that Absolutely. stuff, like you said, the soccer world and all this stuff, really in it of itself, it doesn't mean much, right? So anyway, I yeah. have to take a, I have to take another break here. So we have another short break and then I want to come back Um And I have um, another couple of questions that I want to make sure, you know, before we end out this show that we we touch upon here. So um, I will talk to you on the other side of the break. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Kelly Backer offers one-on-one life and health coaching and personal training by phone, over Skype, and in person. Visit corebootcamps.com to find out more about Kelly and these programs. No matter your age, gender, fitness level, or goals, Kelly and her team of certified trainers are here to ensure that you become the best version of you. They can even come to your home or work, and group weight loss programs and classes are also available. Find us on the web at corebootcamps.com. That's K-O-R-E bootcamps.com. If you're in Baltimore or Hartford County, Maryland, you can check out the Core Bootcamp Studio and take advantage of our fitness classes. Led by Kelly Backer and her team of fitness professionals, we offer on-site weight loss programs, challenges, and classes including spin, sculpt, strength, yoga, and the popular full bootcamp. If you're a fitness beginner or at a top level, we already have a class that fits your style. For more information, visit corebootcamps.com or call us in Maryland at 443-640-5274. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Already Enough with Kelly Backer. To reach the show today, you may call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feel free to also send an email to kellysbootcamps at gmail.com. Let's get back to Already Enough. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm here with Stacey Anden, Master Life Coach, and we are talking about relationships. We just kind of discussed kind of like a child, like children, and um, we've talked about a lot of different relationships. And like I said at the beginning of the show, it's interchangeable. So whatever difficulty that you're having, these tools that we're kind of offering up to you um, can be helpful in anything that you're kind of struggling with, with any type of relationship. Stacey, I wanted to bring up something that you and I have talked about before, um, something called the four angry horsemen, the key to intimate relationships. Mm. So I wanted you to kind of go into that, if you would. I would love to talk about that. So it's funny, years ago when I was trying to navigate my first marriage and figure out, you know, where did I want to go from where I was, I ran across this man. His name is John Gottman, and he has basically committed his entire life to studying marriages and relationships. I think he, he, I've seen him do some Ted talks and some other videos. And he basically said he was trying to figure out because his relationships weren't working. He was trying to figure out the secret to the, like, right. The perfect relationship. And I'm air quoting perfect. um, (laughs) And what he discovered, which was so interesting is he could look at a married couple and just have, they could have a regular be talking about a regular conversation about something. And he could predict with, I don't know if it was 80 or 90%, but it was a very, high um, number of um, accuracy, whether they would stay together or not. And what Mm. he found was these four angry horsemen, which are like our kind of our go to, you know, kind of unhealthy go-tos in relationships for contempt, defensiveness, right? I didn't do that. Why are you always blaming me? Oh, yeah. It's a big one. Or you're such a slob or why, you know, you're a terrible parent or you're a terrible employee, whatever, all of these things. The stonewalling, right? That passive aggressive, you know, the silencing, all these things that when people use those to navigate conflict and a relationship, if those are your primary vehicles, a relationship can't withstand that, right? Because again, it erodes to your point very early on in our discussion today. It's like, do I care about this person, right? Can we both, and I say win, but can we both get what we want by having an open, vulnerable conversation and really talking about what's at the heart of this? Like for me with the pan example, can instead of us just being kind of stonewalling each other with this pan for a week, could I have gone to my husband at that moment and said, look, really want to share with you what this is bringing up for me, right? I'm really feeling like I've been, you know, underappreciated, whatever it is that I would want to share with him in that moment. That is not what happened. Um, And so in my first marriage, there was a lot of that criticism, defensiveness, contempt, and stonewalling, which now looking back, it makes sense why, again, we weren't willing to address those together and 
why it probably was good we went in a different direction. But it's so interesting because I think a lot of us learn those again when we're younger. We see what happens. When my parents mm-hmm. had an argument, my father would physically leave. So I okay. internalize you don't argue with people you love. Because if you argue, if you argue, right, if you have conflict, then that person's going to leave. So mine, mine was my dad just wouldn't talk for three days. Like, and then he, when he would come back into the thing, he would just be like, what? Like, as if he didn't, he ate me. I'm thinking, yeah, you didn't talk to us for three days. Like, but it was, well, I didn't physically hurt you. I didn't yell at you. Look at me. And all of a sudden we... Like then, my mom was the bitch. Um, you guys are you guys are you guys are crazy. I'm just sitting here doing right. nothing, and you're like, yeah, boy, you're a mm-hmm. like it was. It was so. You're right. It was. Um, it's it. There's a lot that goes on to it. So how would you? So here's an example. Like with the defensiveness, if you're dealing with somebody, mm-hmm. whether it's a coworker, maybe it's your um, um your sister or brother and you guys are older or a child that's older mm-hmm. or uh, maybe it's a, a spouse or whatever. And there's a lot of, because I, I see this a lot, there's a lot of defensiveness. They're defending their Absolutely. side. They're defending their, nope, you're right, I'm wrong. But let's say that you don't want to hold that space anymore. Let's say you've tried to be vulnerable yeah. to them. Like you've said to them, "Yeah, I would just like to share to you, blah, blah, blah. So here keeps coming the defensiveness. I know what, I would say and what I would recommend, but what is something that maybe you would recommend? Okay. So I've had this exact situation happen to me multiple times. So I will share what I've done. And then you, please, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about it too. So what I have said is now, again, this requires a level of vulnerability. You have to be willing to, I've said to a person that where there's been a lot of defensiveness, look, Every, we seem to be kind of going around and round, and I am noticing when I bring whatever X, Y, Z up that, you know, we immediately go into this dance with each other where you feel, you know, this push or pull to defend, and then we start arguing, you know, we argue back and forth. I, I, I really have gotten comfortable of sharing that observation with people who are, again, willing to see that. And not everybody, at first, I've said that to people that I love, and they're like, you're wrong, right? Then there's the defensiveness. You're wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Have to be really, really willing to drop the ego, right? This, the winning and losing, and I'm coming from a place of I know and I'm telling you what to do versus I love you, and this dance that we're doing, right, isn't working for either of us, are we both willing to acknowledge that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And are we willing, both of us, because they probably have something very powerful to reflect even in our, if our behavior. So we want to share something, an observation we're noticing. We have to be very, very willing to hear what they see, what we're doing or what they're noticing as well. Both people have to be willing to kind of step into that arena together. Yes, and I think doesn't something, always work perfectly. <laughs> no, and sometimes it, no, it doesn't always nope. work, and it doesn't need. So that's the thing about them when we're talking about relationships. When you and I today are trying to offer up a different perspective, and we're trying to offer up tools, but we're not going to tie a ribbon around it 
and put a bow on top and nope. say, see, if you do this and this and this, it's going to work out perfectly. You know what? Life's messy. Relationships are messy. Yeah. You are going to be defensive at sometimes. You are going to be angry sometimes. You are going to say things that you don't mean. This is just what's going to happen. Yeah. But then we, but yes. the, the great thing about it is that you can choose again. You can do things differently. You can um, get out of a pattern. And maybe even if you, maybe every time that Joe Bob says this to you, you came back with an angry reaction. But now this time, maybe you do that five times out of 10. And then maybe you get to three times out of 10. And then maybe you go down to zero out of 10 because you just, just don't give a shit anymore. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's, it's one of those things. And then one of the um, the Brené Brown tools that you and I discuss all the time, I know you're a big fan of her, so am I, is this idea of what am I, sometimes people will say th- things to us, okay? They're saying something to you. Mm-hmm. And you can ask this question, what am I making what they're saying mean? Like, like you know, yeah. like that idea of, what are you, you're, you're t- like, does that even mean what I, f- like, we're coming from our own perspective. So they may not even, I know I say things all the time and people are like, oh, that, and I'm like, that, well, that's not really what I meant. And maybe I'm not that, be- that great Absolutely. of a speaker, but I don't, I didn't mean it that way. Like this was where I was coming from. And they're like, oh, I took it as blah, blah, blah. I mean, how many times have we all ran into the situation where someone says something and then some others, and then, so you don't, so you're taking it, you're all angry, you're walking around with it, and until you address it, you may not even be taking, like, it might not even be what they meant. You're a hundred million percent correct. This is this whole thing with my example with the pot. I made it mean he didn't care about me. I made it mean that he thinks I should be cleaning up after him, right? Like I made it mean mm-hmm. a whole slew of things. If you're willing to, and again, you have to stop and breathe a little bit and go, what am I making it mean? And I will do this with my now husband. I'll say, what are you making? What I'm saying mean, what am I making? Like, let's have that conversation in the middle of us talking about this stuff so that again, we're really clear. And the person has the opportunity in that moment to go, oh my gosh, to your point, that's not in anything what I'm meaning. I'm saying it because, you know, X, Y, and Z. I had a long day and I just didn't feel like getting to that pot tonight. It can wait till tomorrow. Yeah, I always do this. So this has been a big, big, big one for me because I'll always take something to mean. Like my husband will do something and I'll be like, wow, he must just think I'm a terrible person because he's da 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 da. And I'll have a whole storyline going, Mm Stace. Like, I mean, I'll have a whole, I mean, it it goes so far beyond. I'll have a (laughs) story. I'll create this whole thing about it. And then I'll come back over and say, so when you said that you liked that girl's shoes, I took it as <laughs> I took it as that you hated me. You hated the shoes that I had on. You think I'm ugly. You never want to be with me. And, and he's like, "What just happened?" <laughs> like I'll take it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like I've taken it, and now it's 24 yeah. hours later, and I've made it into something, into something, into something, and it had nothing to do. So. You're making something mean something that it didn't even mean. And we all do this and we do it all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think to that point too, Kelly, it's, I, I, 
I remember, I can't remember who it was. I feel like one of my parents would be like, I'm not a mind reader, right? And I think that that (laughs) is a really good thing to remember. We're not in each other's mind, right? We're not walking around in the exact same experience of who that person is. And so allowing that person to be able to share what, like I always say, say more about what you mean, right? Can you share more about what, you know, or I'll say to, you know, my husband, I'll say, it sounds like you're really upset about this. Can you say more about, you know, why this has upset you or something like asking more questions than telling, then it becomes much more Mm -hmm. to me. You're, you're, you're getting to the heart of whatever really is. And you're listening, right? We want to talk, 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 talk. Maybe we want to fix, or we want to just have somebody be convinced we're right. But if we're willing to, to, again, us, to have our perspective and them to equally have their perspective without anybody having to be right or wrong. There's so much space in the middle ground that I have found it opens up a whole different way for in relationship. We have to start Stace here, like closing out the show, which is totally disappointing because relationships are something like you and I have talked about. Like we could Mm -hmm. talk about this stuff for years, but I hope that everyone who's listening will reach out to Stacey. I mean, Stacey's an amazing life coach. If you need support in this area, like, come on, we all do. Stacey, we didn't come to these things on our own. We came to these through therapy, through counselors, through coaches, through um, through books, through support systems. We continue to support each other in our relationships and in these areas. So reaching out to Stacey, and she has wonderful, uh, everything's online, but you guys, and you can find her. She's easy to find. So Reach out to her or maybe reaching out to me, especially if you have issues surrounding food or body. I love that. That's my thing. And that's your relationship with yourself. And it actually goes into your relationship with other things too. But reach out to us. Find support. And maybe not just us. Find support in this area. You aren't alone. You aren't alone. And I want to just close out the show, first of all, by saying thanks to Stacey for being here. I know that we could have talked for hours and hours, but I appreciate you coming on the show and you've been coming on often. And I think I think it's so helpful to to all of us. And I and I just want to remind everybody, um, everyone listening to like just to take a moment today and maybe just to realize that you like the show says you are enough just as you are. And all of this stuff, the relationships and all the things about yourself and even the the messy parts of our lives, our relationships to ourselves and to others, you know what? They may not be able to be fixed in an instant, but if you can just realize that you're not broken, that the, life's a journey and that we're can, we can go on this together and there are resources for help. Um, I think if you can remember that, it's... Um, it's it would it's great. So I hope that everybody has a great Friday and a great weekend. And we're going to continue to have these live shows because I don't have any break over um, over Christmas. So I hope everybody keeps tuning in or tuning in on demand. Um, and we will definitely have Stacy back on another time at two. But just reach out to us if you guys need anything. And have a great Friday. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Already Enough. You can join Kelly Backard again for another edition next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we speak again, what can you let go of this week to realize you are already enough?